welcome to Planet Noun, where it's all about the people, places, things, and ideas that teach us, prompt us to make a difference, and do more with what life presents. So this episode is another installment in the COVID catch-up series. I've been chatting with past guests on Planet Noun to find out how they've been faring during this extremely rough year, known as 2020. So this time I'm catching up with another guest from last year, Jay Harriet from the 25th Project. It's an organization that started by helping the homeless. Jay was helping the homeless at least once a month on the 25th. And the inspiration stems from the last time Thanksgiving's roving date matched up with the static date of Christmas, the year both were on the 25th of their respective months. Well, let's not delay anymore. Let's get right to it with Jay Harriet of the 25th Project. This year has been... A dumpster fire of a year. I think it's been the worst year, <laughs> one, of, one of the worst years that I've ever experienced. Personally, um, you know, I think I had it early in February, mid-February. Um, it was tough. And we, when everything really started to break mid-March, uh, I was very nervous for our homeless friends uh, because I thought if this gets out into that community, everybody's, you know, everybody's kind of on top of each other in the camp uh, uh, tent encampment communities. And I thought this is going to be bad. And, you know, then we're scratching our head in June going, none of you guys got sick and, you know, but they're out in the open air most of the time. So they have tents that breathe, uh, with the, with the, uh, weather and the wind coming in and going out not one of the people that we uh, deal with on the regular basis got sick. Nobody. Wow. Wow. Do they have any, any PPE, any personal protective equipment or anything, or is just the fact that they're, you think they were outside and they had basically a constant flow of air of wind? I think, I think it's a little bit of both. We had a lady that made uh, a bunch of face masks and we took them down to the camps and gave them out early, early. Like this is like mid April. And when face ma- everybody was making face masks. So they made a bunch of face masks and we took them out to everybody we knew, all of our homeless friends, uh, whether they used them. So some of them used them, some of them, I got pictures with them on and all of that. Um, but I think the open air, being out in the open air is certainly helps you out. Well, now what about donations? Because you, you usually have an event on the 25th of every month. And sometimes when, you know, when the holidays come about, you might have more, more events, but there's at least one dedicated event for your, your homeless friends every single month. How has this whole pandemic affected that or or has it? We got busier because other people had to drop out. So we've been busy. Uh, We partnered with uh, Cheesecake Factory and uh, Copia is the group that we deal with and Copia deals with cheesecake. They let us know that Cheesecake Factory has food and then they set it all up. And then Chef Mike, uh, who you haven't met, but you need to talk to Chef Mike. He's been keeping track that since the pandemic, we've served 1800 meals over and above what we do on the 25th project. Uh, Just because if it was Tuesday afternoon and we got the call from copia and the cheesecake factory then i call chef mike and i'm like hey can you take a donation he's like yeah i'll make it up and so out of mashed potatoes rice and some veggies 
he's made some crazy food, but he's been keeping track that over and above the 25th of every month, it might be a Tuesday afternoon, it might be the 17th, but you know what? They're sending us food and he's got to make it. And he's been a godsend because he's just made miracles out of mashed potatoes, rice, and some cabbage. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So in addition to your regular 25th of the month projects, if you get a donation, yeah. in between that time, then that's extra for your, for your homeless friends. Correct. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so we've been busier because there were some groups that they've gotten sick. They're, they're worried about their own physical health. They haven't been able to get out and do things, which we've been able to help and fill it in. So it's great. delivered propane until May because it was so cold and we didn't want anybody to get sick so we just kept delivering propane all the way to probably around May 10th. Oh wow, okay. About a month and a half longer than we typically do. Wow. And so um, now Thanksgiving, that's one of the one of the big holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Have any donations been affected? Are you still you're still partnering with the Cheesecake Factory? Are they going to increase donations or you just uh, or you get food from their regular supply that they order and, and probably won't use? Or um, how is that working this year? Have you been uh, getting as many donations as last year, say, from your regular donors? From our regular donors, we're, uh, we're looking to feed about 1,000 people on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, the problem is the COVID restrictions that, ha- that we have in place uh, prevent us from being able to take as many volunteers as we would like. And we have an age restriction on the volunteers this year. Uh, typically, we have children that are taking the food plates and running them over to the distribution. But the plates can't be handled by more than like two people. So it really is, uh, we've got to change our structure as far as what we do on Thanksgiving. We still need the food. We still need the donations, the turkeys, the hams, the mashed potatoes. But it'll be in a less... The capacity is people would drop it off and then we'll take care of it from there. And then we'll have certain teams set up to go deliver 10 meals here, 18 meals here, 25 meals here. So we still need the, we still need people to deliver and food in the kitchen. It's a little bit different this year because COVID restrictions, people restrict the amount of people can be in a kitchen. So it's uh, it'll be a little bit different. Okay, yeah, we're so still, still looking for donations. Okay, so it might take a take a little bit more time, um, but you will get the meals out too. Oh, absolutely, we do. Yep, absolutely. We're gonna do a thousand meals this year. Okay. Now, as yep. far as like COVID restrictions, um, are you requiring anyone to like get a test, or do they just have to wear a mask, or and you know wash their hands plenty of times and basically follow the CDC guidelines? Yeah, we have a SOP uh, as far as procedures. They'll have to have a temperature check on day uh, rubber glove, you know, wearing gloves, having a mask on and temperature check. Uh, and they have to sign up prior to on our sign up genius to make sure that they ha- know all the protocols. So that when we ask the question, do you have temperature, whatever the questions are that we can say, hey, thanks for, ser- thanks for wanting to serve with us. We just can't do it. You have a 99.1 temperature, we can't do it. So we'll have to, I'm sure, and I, that to my soul bothers me 
to turn someone away from serving. Um, but we've got to go with it. We have to operate within the CDC uh, regulations and what's best for what's best for everybody that's helping what's best for Burke community church and what's best for the 25th project. And okay. So we'll still be at Burke community church this year. We'll be. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So they're still letting us come in. It's just in a uh, lessened capacity because of the restrictions that are there. Okay. And what, what dates are you looking for people on Thanksgiving only or um, a little bit beforehand? Yeah. Beforehand and on Thanksgiving day. So that's the 25th is we're doing a propane drive on the 25th and then on the 26th this Thanksgiving. Uh, and so we'll have a, uh, a prep crew. And if someone wants to get in touch, they can email uh, coordinator at t25p.org. So coordinator at t25p.org. If someone wants, to, if they have a specific question. We're still serving and we're still going to do it. We've got our mission uh, and that's to help the homeless close to home. And we're going to take care of them when, when nobody else can, we're going to. I just thought about the blues brothers. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to March 12th. A lot of things went on that day. I know I was uh, in the process of considering a move to another job on March 12th. A friend of mine, really good friend of mine, has a birthday on March 12th. That day is also the same day that that friend believes she got coronavirus from a coworker. There was a lot going on on March 12th. What was going on in your world? March 12th, I believe that was a... Thursday or a Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be a Thursday. We were probably out uh, delivering propane on 12, 13 March, uh, delivering propane to the homeless and uh, continuing on, kind of listening to the news a little bit, going, yeah, yeah, this is bad. Okay, but we're just going to keep going. Um, and yeah, and then those things turned sideways. Um, I'll say that on March 16th, which I believe was a Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, um, that the guy, the men from my church, we were like, hey, let's get together and let's just start praying it on every day. So every day that ends in Y, right? Every day that ends in Y, we start, so we started praying and we, at 6 a.m. Uh, and we've haven't missed a day since, uh, since 16 March. And so I don't know what that is. That's gotta be 240, 250 days, somewhere in there. And, uh, it's been the most amazing thing ever. And so, uh, it's where we were. And now there's guys from different churches, white guys, black guys, all sitting together. You know, now we're doing via zoom. So it's six o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm firing up my first cigar and, you know, we're meeting via Zoom and we're all praying and it's just been amazing. We have probably 35, 40 guys that are all together, like I say, different, uh, differing churches, uh, black churches, white churches, all coming together like that. It's awesome. And what are you praying for? Because this year has been, as we were talking about earlier, this year has been a dumpster fire. 
like a dumpster fire, throw some more gasoline on it, throw some alcohol on it, throw (laughs) whatever you want on it. (laughs) That's what it's been. What are you praying for in this year that's been packed full of mess? It is. It's, uh, you know, we're just praying for our brothers to, uh, that we all are getting together that, I mean, praying for people's health. We've had a couple guys, their uh, dads have passed away during the pandemic. From the uh, pandemic or from other, from other things? Other things, you know, other things, but they still passed away during this time. Uh, we've just been praying for friendships and brotherhood and revival uh, in America. Uh, you know, I think that, I think that's a big, a big thing to come is, is a revival. And I, I think it would just be amazing to see a spiritual revival within this, within this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's clearly we've, we've gone one way, this way, and God's this way, you know, so we need to, we need to kind of herd our people back over this way uh, and get closer to God. So it's been, it has been really cool uh, to be part of that group and, and thank God for the pandemic. Cause if not, I wouldn't know uh, an Andre Watts, you know, I wouldn't know a Daniel Cook. Uh, just because we didn't, we ran in different circles, but now we have that every day we're, we're together and they're, you know, they're my brothers. We've had, uh, we did a men's retreat, a day, just a day men's retreat. And uh, it was amazing because you had different guys getting together. It wasn't just your regular same church guys, you know, that you see all the time. It was different uh, different churches being involved. And I think that's really a huge thing, um, to see where, uh, to see where our faith has grown. And, you know, you've seen healing, you've seen these racial healing, these racial tensions that were there. Uh, but now, you know, at least with the people that I hang out with, that's not there, you know, we're all, we're all just trying to do what we're supposed to do for God. And so it's been cool. The question about that, because I know racial tension has definitely been in the air along with, <laughs> along with the coronavirus. Um, what, what was your reaction after the death of George Floyd? Because we've seen, you know, black people have been killed at the hands of police. Not, you know, there are, there's a faction that says, okay, down with the police. You need to get rid of them. And then there's, there's a group that says, um, defund the police. That really doesn't make sense. Um, yes, there needs to be reform, but defunding, yeah, no, we can't do that. But what have been some of your conversations with um, with some of your, you know, black brothers, brown brothers, uh, maybe people who whose circles you didn't cross before, right, um, right. no matter what their race? What have been their reactions and your reaction after the the death of uh, George Floyd? Yeah, I think it's um, it's interesting because uh, my best friend uh, Darren and I go back. We've known each other almost forty years. And, you know, and it's, it's been the best friendship ever. And so when this stuff happened, I called Darren, I'm like, you got to tell me what I'm missing here. You know, there's no, I don't, I don't see this color barrier, right? I see us, we're all the human race, right? And, and I think that this, the term race, racist is a weird term because if you look at a Great Dane and you look at a poodle, right? So Great Dane's a huge, big dog, right? And there's look at the little tiny poodle. They're all canines, right? Much as like we're all 
black, white, you know, any other color we can imagine, we're all of the human race. You know, God wants us, he made us in his image, right? So whether that's a different skin tone or whatever, it's still a race. It's still the human race, right? And so for me, it's always been a hard thing because my best friend, Darren, is a person of color. And so um, we, uh, we, it, to me, it's never been a problem. You know, I, like if someone were ever come up and go, Jay's a racist, I go, okay, you need to go talk to my friends, <laughs> you know, and go talk to them. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I mean, white, black, whatever, we're all the same human race. And so I just, uh, it's troubling. I feel bad you know, that there's a loss of life anytime, whether it's in a pandemic or someone gets shot by a police officer. If it's a wrongful death, it's a wrongful death, you know, but they've got to figure that out in the courts. That's way, way, way above my pay grade. What I do is go help people and support people and try to help them and push them further along the path. That's my job. Mm-hmm. You know, get us off. Let's grab arms. Let's grab arms. If I need to carry you, I'll carry you. I'm a big guy and uh, I'll put you on my shoulder. I'll carry you for as long as I can carry you and keep you going. Um, You know, but I think it's just, it's tragic. um, And I feel bad for any, any, anything that happens that is wrongful. You know, anybody that gets hurt, anybody that dies, it is a terrible thing. Anytime there's a life loss, it's terrible. Right. Yeah. Because it's not supposed to yeah. I call this plan B because all this stuff that's happening, it's, it's not really supposed to be. I don't believe um, like that. Plan I don't B. believe that life is supposed to be this way. It's not the original way that things are supposed to right. be. What it, what's supposed to be is us helping each other along the path, you know? And so that means we grab arms and go, let's go, let's keep you moving here. And, and that's the, you know, that's the goal of what the 25th project does is, helps people along the path. And I, it doesn't matter color or anything like that because I'll help anybody. If they come to me and go, I need help, I'll do my dead level best to help them out and get them going and go, I mean, I can, I can walk you through the woods and they'll, they'll all say the same thing. That guy helped me out. Yeah. Speaking of helping, um, throughout the pandemic, you would, uh, so, for folks who, do, who don't know, um, Jay sends out text messages. Uh, I can't remember if it's every day of the week. I know for me, I get text messages from you at least once a month. Just saying, hey, how are you? How's your family? How's everyone doing? And this is, you know, throughout the pandemic. And I, I remember you sent me at least three different pictures. One was an inspirational quote that you happened to see while you were out and about. Another one was um, when you were helping some of your homeless friends, I guess, elevate their, their tents off of the ground. Um, I don't remember what month that was, but you had wooden pallets. I saw wooden pallets and then the tents on top of the pallets. And then you sent me another picture of someone, um, I think his name is Steve. And you said he was no longer homeless. Do you feel, is it okay if you share his story? You don't have to give any other identifying information. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's uh, about Steve's story. Yeah. 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 Um, he, uh, you know, I've, I've known him for probably six, seven years and I've seen him and I've seen him, you know, from across the way, we've talked a few times. And then, uh, I saw him when we were close, we were in close proximity. I was like, 
He was wearing a suit all dressed up. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I just feel better in a suit. And he's like, I feel better dressed up. I feel like I've got my confidence. I feel like I'm, I'm back. And I'm like, you're working. And he's like, yep. He's like, I'm no longer living in a tent. And he's like, uh, you know, working, working here in Virginia and has a, has a decent job and he's no longer homeless, not drinking. He's like, I'm sober. He's like, and I feel good. And he's like, I'm wearing, and that's why, and I said, well, why the suit? He's like, because I feel better when I'm dressed up. And so, but that's the confidence. That's six years ago, no way. Mm-hmm. Right? Now that he's been working, people have been helping him. We've been helping him. Other people are helping. It's not just, it's not just me and the 25th project. There's other people that have helped. Um, but he, I, I mean, it's so exciting to see the transition of his world as far as what he was doing before to where he is today. Uh, you know, bought his car. Got his driver's license. I mean, driving to work every day, um, wearing a suit. It just is, you know, it's those types of things just are amazing to see, to see how they, how it works out for them. You just got to keep working it and keep uh, grabbing their arm and going, let's go, let's go, let's go. And keep, you know, keep dragging them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Part of helping them along that path. That's right. That yeah. path, people taking care of people. Yeah. Instead of just saying, Hey, I'll pray for you. You're actually a prayer and a nudge. (laughs) Yeah. Get a good, maybe a good swift kick in the ass to get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's needed. Some, no matter, no matter where you are in life, sometimes that's needed. That's right. Nice little footprint too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's been, um, I don't know. It's been really just, uh, it, like you're saying, it's a weird year, you know, but, for us, we, I, I was just, I mean, I couldn't, I mean, I can sit in the man shed and smoke cigars all day. Right. But I can do that maybe one or two days, but after that, I'll be, I'll be talking to the wall, you know, mm-hmm. and I got to get out for my own mental health to get out and go help somebody. And uh, that's been the therapy for me is getting out and talking to people and getting to know who they are and what we can do. How can we can help? building a platform for tents, uh, getting tents. Uh, there was a, there was a two months ago, couldn't buy a tent. All the tents were gone. Where did they go? What people, people were, were just you, going camping instead of going to like, instead of going to Hawaii, they were going camping instead. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was joking. That's for real. That's for real. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They couldn't go on vacation. So they went camping. I couldn't buy a tent for three months. There were no tents. Wow. And, uh, and I had uh, somebody, uh, had donated money for two tents and I couldn't buy them. I like, I couldn't find them online. You couldn't go to Walmart, couldn't find a tent anywhere. And like a a big enough tent, I could have got a one person tent, but that's for these, for our homeless friends, they need a six man, eight man tent because all of their gear they have in the world is in a tent. So and that so, tent is like their, their canvas house. Yeah. And it's, uh, and so, uh, I, I was so happy that two weeks ago I was able to buy tents because there were some in Walmart. I snatched up the only two, but I got them mm-hmm. and, uh, delivered them out to some of our homeless friends. And you should have seen the joy on their face when they have, you know, put the new tent up and everything's really good. And, uh, but man, you couldn't, you couldn't buy a tent here 
three months ago. Couldn't find them. Wow. Nowhere. I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about, you know, bathroom tissue um, earlier in the spring. You could barely get that. Right? Masks. It took me, oh, I ordered my masks. I got one from work and that was the only one I had. So I would just have to, you know, throw it in the wash, let it dry and just use it over and over. And then, but it took me at least two months before I was able to get a hold of a mask. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't even think about tents at all. Didn't think yeah, about tents, that. that was a big deal. Sleeping bags, couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but now, you know, it seems like the manufacturing's caught up. You know, everybody was making ventilators and making masks and making this and making that. They just weren't making tents at that point. <laughs> so uh, just trying to keep people alive here with the ventilators and all that. So, but now, now we can do that. And I feel you know, it's nice to know that we can reach out and get those, some of those items that are critical for, as we head into winter, uh, you know, where it's a big propane, you know, propane uh, time this year. Uh, The rain, the rain that we've had this year has been unbelievable. Uh, I think we've had more rain, I think in July, June, July, and August, and I believe September, we had more rain than any time we'd had in the previous year. So I think that was like the fourth most amount of rain that we've had in years and years and years, like since they've been keeping track. A lot of rain. Then a few more questions. I know I wanted to ask uh, about your, the care packages that you put together. How has that changed? Are, do you have PPE care packages along with hand sanitizer that you're giving to your homeless friends or, you know, how... How does that work? Because this, oh, this pandemic, it's such garbage, yeah. <laughs> but it's here <laughs> and we have to adjust. Uh, yeah, you know, we've got hand sanitizer, but you know, we've always done hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think people are adding like rubber gloves or adding, um, we've always had a ton of hand sanitizer in our uh, care bags of personal hygiene kits that we give out. Uh, in fact, I partnered with a, a young guy named Mac, and he is getting his Eagle Scout badge for the Boy Scouts. And so he's putting together personal hygiene kits. And so he's put together a whole exhaustive list as far as what he's putting in. I'm like, holy, holy moly, Mac, this is great. I need you on the team. <laughs> and uh, but he's doing that, and we've partnered with him. Uh, good, good young man, and he's putting together a whole bunch of uh, hygiene kits before, I believe before Christmas that we'll be getting those out. Oh, okay. Okay. And so you're doing uh, your Thanksgiving food, Thanksgiving food drive. You're asking for donations for Thanksgiving and also for Christmas. So if someone wants to, uh, wants to give or find out more or figure out a way to help or donate, what do they need to do? If they want to, if they want to donate, they can, they want to donate a ham or uh, a turkey or mashed potatoes. All they have to do is uh, let uh, let the coordinator at twenty fifth project dot org know uh, that that's coming. And if they want to volunteer on Thanksgiving or Christmas, they just need to let us know and sign up. Uh, we have a sign up genius page that uh, is linked to our website. If they want to sign up there uh, to work the actual day and volunteer. Or if they just want to bring food and drop it off, or if they want to make a monetary donation, they can do that on our website, t25p.org. 
Okay. And this is th- also throughout the year. So say if you miss Thanksgiving, say if you miss Christmas, you'll have something in January on the 25th and you'll also have something in February. And I think the propane uh, tank refills that goes on throughout the, throughout the cold months because Correct. we're in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Correct. Yeah. And we, it'll go, we did, we started our propane drive for Saturday in November. Uh, November was the fourth, the seventh, the seventh. Mm-hmm. So we'll pretty much do propane from 7 November until probably 15 April uh, 2021. Every weekend, every Saturday, we've got people that are lined up to do the propane for uh, for tomorrow, the 14th November. But we'll be doing propane every, and we, that's our biggest expense. We spend like uh, $4,500 in propane every year. Wow. Um, and so, and that's just refilling tanks. Uh, I did the math on it one one time that we were able to provide almost uh, a third of third more propane by going and refilling the tanks versus swapping them out at different retail locations. Oh wow! By going to get them refilled, and so that what that meant is basically twenty five percent more heating capacity for the for our homeless friends. Uh, throughout the year, which meant we were able to give more propane and make it last longer with the little bit of donations that we get. <laughs> That's a way of saying your money will be well used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, but it's, uh, you know, people want to get involved and they don't want to, they go, ah, you know, it's going to be too many people on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Well, the chili cook-off is uh, in January. Um, soup and socks is has become a na- national event uh, that now I think I, I think I told you that Soup and Socks was in uh, nine countries, uh, 55 cities in the U.S., and I think we were in 37 states last wow. year. Well, this year, February mm-hmm. 2020, we were doing that much Soup and Socks all over, and that's uh, that is the website, thesoupandsocks.com. Okay. Soup, okay. And if, if anyone is concerned about, you know, contactless delivery, there are ways where you can deliver your soup and your socks. You don't have to worry about sure. coming into contact with anyone. Cause I think that you give, there are boxes set up throughout the DMV and I guess sure. in other cities, wherever they are, there are boxes set up where you can leave, you can leave your donations. Correct. Yeah. They can just take a can of soup, new pair of socks, new pair of socks, um, and put it in uh, the bins the donation bins. Yeah, that'll be, and those pop up, uh, around February 1st, we'll start putting those out. Okay. And I noticed you said new pair of socks twice. So I'll just say it again, new pair of socks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last two questions, 2020, I remember before at the end of 2019, people were saying, Oh, we can't wait for 2020. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be a year of 2020 vision and clarity. It has been a year of clarity. What is a point of clarity that you have received in 2020 that you did not have in 2019? I think, well, in a, in a couple of different instances. So I'd go back to at the beginning that we've had this men's pray, you know, uh, men pray 2020. That's what our thing has become is men pray 2020. Um, and, you know, that we're, and it, it's kind of, morphed into this 701 thing now that we we call each other 701 guys because we had this 
this prayer time from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And uh, my friend Kevin, we were sitting there, we're at the end of our prayer time. And, you know, one of us had said, hey, you know, God, don't let us forget what we've just done from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. It's 7.01. Let's get to work. And so that's been kind of cool because now you have people that are, you know, really focusing in like their prayer time is really something meaningful, right? I mean, I went to a Christian school, I went to a Christian college, and I would say over the last eight, nine months through the pandemic that you go, wow, that prayer time has really been critical, not just for me, but for the other guys that are, we're dealing with, you know, and everybody is, um, so we're kind of, we've kind of come full circle on that. Um, from your question at the beginning to now is clarity through that, that yeah, it's a pandemic. Yeah. The economy has sucked. Uh, we've had racial un, uh, injustices and we've had all of this stuff calm, you know, God's given me that peace that he talks about that all this stuff is raging around, but he gives us that calm and, you know, it's at 6.01, at 6 o'clock we start, 7 o'clock we're done. 7.01, we got to get to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's really been cool. Um, I would say that's the clarity point for me. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Then the last question, is that a COVID goatee? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Why? It's, it is just, um, I, well, one, it's so frigging gray. Um, but, and I'm not going to just ferment my beard. You know? <laughs> I'm not doing that. It's so, uh, um, not going to pick up a little mascara and go, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get the Sharpie, you know, um, to start coloring. Uh, yeah, I think it's just, I don't think it looks really good, but Elizabeth likes it, so we'll keep it for a little while. Yeah. When, I really start going, when I start going back into in-person meetings, mm -hmm. uh, this joker's coming off as quick as it can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Planet Noun, where it's all about the people, places, things, and ideas that teach us, prompt us to make a difference, and to do more with what life presents. That was Jay Harriet, and you can learn more about him and the organization he runs. It's called the 25th Project. You can get that information at planetnown.com. I'm Liz Anderson, host of the Planet Noun podcast. Now, we have some more episodes coming down the pike this year, so stay tuned for release dates. I usually drop those on my social media pages. On IG, on Instagram, you can find me at Planet Noun, and the same thing for Facebook. Now, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're on SoundCloud, and you can stop by Apple Podcasts and rate the show. And thanks again for stopping by. I know I'm thanking you a lot, but I'm really grateful, especially in this year. I'm grateful for a lot of things. Grateful for each and every one of you. Now, do me a favor. Drop a kind and positive word to someone in your life, be it by email, a social media message, a word via phone, a text message, a voice note, just to brighten another's day. Just brighten someone else's day with a quick note. And until next time, take care.